Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Inner Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Carolina Salazar, and I'm so happy you're here today. We're in for a really great episode, and I'm feeling good. I was a little bit sick this week, and I'm finally feeling better as I'm recording this. I woke up a little earlier this morning, and I was going through my camera roll, and I pulled out my notebook, and I was just kind of jotting down highlights of every single month, special moments, and it was just a really cool experience. So I would really encourage you to look back on the last few months and really take note of how much you've grown because sometimes we lose sight of that and we feel like we've been stagnant and we feel like we've been stuck and then we look back to ourselves like six months ago and we realize there's so many different things in your life now that there weren't in your life six months ago or a year ago or even three months ago so really give yourself that compassion and that like pride right of knowing how far you've come and being your own biggest cheerleader in this process. So I just wanted to encourage you to do that because it was a really awesome activity and I really enjoyed it. And on today's episode, we have Alana Bloomberg as our guest, also known as Lanny. She is the host of the Morning Ray podcast and she's also a lifestyle and wellness creator on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. I have been following Lanny for quite some time. We've been following each other for quite some time and been social media friends since pretty much the beginning of my journey. I connected with her pretty early on in 2020 when I started making TikToks. And it's been really cool to see her own path evolve and to watch her grow. And she shares awesome content around her fitness journey, fashion, everyday, you know, little hacks that help you be a better version of yourself. She's really big on mental health and talking openly about therapy and the magic of therapy. And our conversation was really cool. It was funny because the day that we sat to record, it was actually her first day of self-employment. She was working at a social media agency before and ended up leaving. And so the conversation ended up evolving around that a little bit. So we talked about the process of navigating your career in your 20s navigating transitions in your life and career transitions and making choices that feel a little scary but cause a lot of growth. And then we also talked about how different self-employment really is to working for, you know, a bigger company or even a startup. And we dove into especially what it's like to be kind of early on in your self-employment and entrepreneurial journey because it was her first day. And for me, when we recorded this, I think I had been like four months in to self-employment. And it's funny because at that point when we were recording this, I was still working part-time at a startup and eventually ended up leaving. So now I am full-time working for myself as a content creator and kind of in a similar shoe to Lanny. So overall, it was great. We talked a lot about that and then we dove into a little bit of more mental health. We talked about different fears that come up when you're working for yourself, like fear of failure or fear of judgment 
and we talked about how to navigate also being a content creator, how to stay organized as a creator, and overall how to find balance when you are working for yourself. All in all, it was an awesome episode and I'm sure you're going to love it, especially if you are interested in the content creation space and learning a little bit more about that. If you are yourself a content creator, you're going to feel very seen. And if you're interested in just like overall exploring self-employment and just understanding a little bit more of what it's like, both mentally and logistically, I think this is a great episode for that. So With that said, let's jump right into the episode. If you enjoy it, please share it on your stories and tag me, tag Lanny, tag innergrowth.co. And if you're enjoying the podcast overall, make sure to hit the little bell icon on the top left corner of Spotify or the plus button on the top right corner of Apple Podcasts. And with that said, let's jump right in. I will see you on the other side and let's get growing. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful you're here today. Thanks so much for having me. I feel like this has been a long time coming and, you know, it's been incredible to watch you grow and launch everything that you're doing. And I don't know, I feel like internet friendships are so crazy, but I love them so much. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like it's so funny because it kind of feels like online dating, but with friends, you know, (laughs) and it's like that we meet each other and then you're like, wait, I already know you. You know, like, I feel like we've already (laughs) known each other for forever and it's because we have. So it's really cool. And for anyone listening who doesn't follow you or doesn't know about your account, could you just give a little rundown of the type of content that you share and when you started and all of that? Yeah, so I've been posting on Instagram for almost five years now, kind of wild. Um, Obviously, I also post on TikTok and YouTube and I have my own podcast, Morning Ray, but my content is very much focused around health, wellness, and lifestyle, very motivational driven, a lot of routine. So definitely tap into the that girl or um, like hot girl morning <laughs> routine sort of situation. I became known on TikTok for my 6am morning routine. I'm that psycho. And, you know, I kind of just like keep it real on my socials. We also talk about like dating and relationships and friendships and fashion and beauty, kind of everything. Just like, it really is like a digital diary of my life. It's like a virtual diary. (laughs) Yeah. So sometimes I share a little bit too much and my mother wants to slap me, but it is okay. I don't know. I, I've always been like an open book and just someone asks, like, I'm going to answer. So that's like my page, but very like definitely like lifestyle with an emphasis on health and wellness, huge mental health advocate, love therapy, recommend therapy, love manifestation. So that's me. (laughs) Yeah. So multifaceted, which I love. And it's so amazing that you've been doing this for five years. I was just at the gym before recording and I was like, oh, wow, I've been doing this for two years and a half and you've been literally doing it for double. And that's wild (laughs) because I feel like you were really early on and the growth has, you know, been happening for so many years at this point. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Like sometimes I'm like, how the heck has it been five years? Like it makes no sense, but we're here. (laughs) When you started, were you a freshman in college? Yes. So I started in January. It was like the beginning of second semester for me. And that was definitely when I was like in a more like gym shark fitness 
era, like I was doing Kayla Seamus BBG, like that's where I grew my initial following and like platform. Uh-huh. And that's all I used to post about. So if you're listening and you've been following me since then, you're a real one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. And can you also share your big three? So your sun, moon and rising. Okay. So my sun sign is Leo. My moon is Gemini. And then my rising is Libra. I love that combination because you have like all the fieriness and all the air. And for me, it's like I I'm a mix more of like earthy water with a little bit of fire um, because I'm Taurus with Aries rising and then Mm -hmm. Cancer moon. And it's so funny because I literally know so many Libra risings like and Libra rising is the opposite of Aries rising. So it's like our charts almost mirror each other. And like both my parents have Libra risings. My best friend has Libra rising. And so I'm like very familiar with the the Libra rising energy. <laughs> and I I think it's so like harmonious. And like you, I feel like anyone with Libra rising is just like a really good networker. It's like really good at like yeah. making other people, <laughs> you know, feel almost like held when they're around them. Um, but like which part of your chart do you relate to the most? I feel like because moon is like your communication, right? So I definitely feel like I'm a Gemini. (laughs) Yeah. It's also like moon is also like your almost like what you do subconsciously, like what you do without even thinking about. And then also your emotions. Yeah, I feel like definitely Gemini (laughs) really relate to that. But I also feel like I really do relate to my sun sign and the fact that like yes I love being like the star and like having eyes on me and like I love being social but I'm also like introverted and I like to like kind of like hide and I'm shy until like you get to really know me or I get comfortable around you um I don't know I feel like my chart is Mm -hmm. pretty accurate I actually have to tell you a funny story so two weeks ago my sister had her first child so now I'm an aunt and the first thing I did was I like got the time he was born and everything and I found his like full chart I don't remember it now but it just like I had to do it <laughs> oh my gosh wait so he's a Libra yeah he's October 3rd I don't remember oh the whole chart but like oh I literally God, what day like, is it? it's October 3rd third <laughs> he's a mean girl's baby <laughs> oh my god that's epic I love that so much and yeah I think the Gemini I really see it on you too because the like sign of Gemini represents communication so it basically represents the ability to bring all different kinds of people together and just like to be lighthearted and funny and I really see that in like your content just like the fact that you have all these different ways that you communicate like you have the long form on YouTube and then the podcast community and then all these different things that you do but also I feel like the Gemini energy might be where the shyness comes from because my boyfriend's a Gemini and he's the same way. Like sometimes he comes across a little bit more shy. And then once you get to know him, he kind of like opens up and mm-hmm. it kind of depends if he's more in like an introverted mood or in an extroverted mood. Yeah. I actually talk to my therapist a lot about this because when I was younger, I was like definitely more on the shy side of things. But as I've come into myself and like explored and gone into know myself, honestly, through having my social media platforms, I become more outgoing. So I kind of have this paradox, almost like the Gemini, where I flip back and forth between being like my old self, which is a bit more reserved and shy and closed off, but then also being this like super outwardly confident and outgoing, sociable person. So yeah, 
the Gemini it's like this inner paradox where I like jump back and forth between like I call it like my old self and my new self that's so interesting and like very self-aware as well so I love that also I'm a Gemini Venus so I definitely have that in me as well but it's more so like when it comes to relationships and even like how I communicate a little bit it's also reflected in that way where I'll like sometimes be more of like extroverted outgoing and then other times Mm -hmm. more like reserved so I love that and so before we hopped on to record we were kind of talking about which area of growth we wanted to dive into that you've experienced and we were supposed to record yesterday ended up moving things around and there's been some like lots of different changes going on in your career and that's been a huge source of growth for you so I really want to dive into that. So can you kind of give a little bit of an overview of the kind of growth that you're currently experiencing and just kind of how it feels so far? Yeah. So up until yesterday, I worked still nine to five. I worked in the marketing space um, for an agency called Mutual Friends here in Toronto. It's a digital agency doing everything from like social media management, starting to do influencer campaigns, a lot of rebranding. Um, stuff like that. And yesterday was actually my last day and it wasn't like super planned out, but it was my last day yesterday. And so today marks my first day of being (laughs) self-employed, which is kind of crazy because I've been going back and forth since February pretty seriously of debating, quitting and starting this journey of working for myself and exploring that. And the day has finally come. It's October 18th. We (laughs) are here in it. And I'm honestly just like really excited and thrilled and looking forward to what this new chapter has in store for me. I've always been very self-driven, entrepreneurial. I remember growing up, I always made all these like different games. Like I would make like this like hotel game where I pretend to be like the concierge and like booking everything and like I also was like very entrepreneurial in school and like making like magazines that I would sell or like bracelets or stuff like that so I feel like it's always been my life goal and what I was like meant to do my purpose Uh um so I'm really excited to see like what working for myself looks like um because I don't know I don't want to just be an influencer like I definitely want to explore different avenues whether that be doing freelance work still in the influencer marketing space like running influencer campaigns and helping brands with that or whether it be consulting like those are definitely avenues I want to explore or maybe it's going to be like hosting workout classes and getting like my certification for that like I've been seeing so many people do that and I feel really drawn to that so same actually I don't know (laughs) yeah like it looks cool like I always see um Kira doing them and in New York which seems like a lot of fun and there's a few girls here in Toronto that also do them and I don't know I'm just like really excited like I feel like there's so many different opportunities there's so many open doors and I'm excited to kind of try on all these different hats and challenge myself I love a good challenge and I've always been told and I know that when I decide I want to do something I will do whatever it takes to accomplish it so I have no doubt in myself and my abilities to work for myself but it still is scary and it's daunting and like I don't know where my next paycheck is like entirely coming from I don't know when it's coming to a certain degree so as much as like 
I love this idea of fully working for myself. I am scared and I don't know exactly what's going to happen. And I am someone who is anxious. So there are still worries and fears and what if and should have thoughts that come forward. But I'm excited to like really work through that and see where that growth takes me. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. I think it's so true because anxiety, right, comes from thinking about the future most times. Mm -hmm. Like, thinking about what you can't see yet, thinking about what's uncertain. And I'm also a pretty anxious person. So I've tried my best to focus as much as possible on not worrying about what's next. Mm -hmm. And especially for anyone listening who might not know this, I ended up, you know, becoming self-employed now four months ago. It was mid-June when I went freelance with the startup that I'm working for and then basically doing content full-time. And it's definitely an adjustment. And I also really relate to everything you shared about all the different paths that are available to you once you have Mm -hmm. this extra time. And I always see this is kind of like, when you're going about your life, let's say you're trying to manifest something, and then the universe is like looking, you know, at your life at everyone's life. And then you're like, Oh, like, I want to do this and this and this and this. But then your schedule is completely full. You have a billion meetings, you're already doing six, seven things at a time. And then the universe is like, girl, like, your plate's full. Like, I don't think there's space for another side dish here. (laughs) But then you will create some space. And that opens so many new doors and both gives you more energy, but also more time Mm -hmm. to explore different things. And while it's scary, it's also exciting because there are all these possibilities. And then also at the same time, having so many options can also feel daunting. Like, which one do I do first? Yeah. So do you feel that at all? Like trying to figure out which one to start with? I feel like I'm not overwhelmed and where to start because I think I'm going to start with what I know to give me that comfort and that confidence because I think it's really important to start off on a confident note. And that will also give me the most like stability and lessen my anxiety because I know I'm capable at doing these things. And once I get into a rhythm with that, then I can explore the other things. Like, I think it's really important to break things down, you know, when you're younger and you have a million and one things to do with school or at home and everything, like your mom or your teacher is always like, make a list for yourself, like break it down. Like, okay, first we're going to do X, then we're going to do Y, then we're going to do Z. Like, because I have those skills already in place, I know that I can do that with what's in front of me and it will get the ball rolling and it will lead me to what the next thing will be. If I like just try to decide right now, I'm too indecisive sometimes. I'll just be sitting here doing nothing, trying to figure out what to do. So I think I'm just going to start with what I know and go from there. Yeah, that's such a good way to think about it. And that was actually something I was thinking about before we hopped on to record. I think, you know, the whole time that I've been following along on your journey, I've really admired the fact that you do have all these different things going on, like both between all the different channels that you post on, which I'm like the same way because I also have like pretty much all those channels except Mm -hmm. YouTube, which for me just I still have not figured out the structure (laughs) with that. Um, Then also having like another like job, right? So like working for Mm -hmm. someone else at the same time and like traveling and like you always have so much going on so one thing I've really admired is your ability to have organization with all of those things or at least on my eyes like it seems like you're very organized so do you have any tips like like you were saying like doing what you know and creating lists and all these things how does that translate into like your everyday life into helping you 
you know, move forward with more confidence, more organization? Like, do you have any little things that you do that help you a lot? Yeah. So I used to be someone that thought I could remember everything in my head and I sucked at using a planner and I never could find one that I really liked. And honestly, trying to remember everything in my head just made me more stressed out and anxious because I kept having like in my head running like, okay, you need to do X, Y, Z, you need to do X, Y, Z. And like, you can't ever like focus on the task at hand because you're constantly worried about what else you have to do or what's next. So a big thing for me was finding a planner or some sort of organizational planning tool that works for me. And it took a lot of trial and error. I've tried literally every single planner under the sun. I've tried Notion. I've tried, I don't know, using my iPad. I've tried different printed planners like Apple Calendar, Google Calendar, everything. And what I found really worked for me was a combination of using Google Calendar because I do have a lot of electronic devices that I'm constantly on. So it's really important for me to be able to access my calendar no matter where I am or what I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. I love Google Calendar. I have it on my computer. I have it on my iPad. I have it on my phone. I'm a really big Apple girly, but I love Google (laughs) Calendar over the Apple Calendar because it's more global I guess you could say or universal Mm -hmm. because not everyone has the apple calendar and I know they do sync but then you get like duplicates and I didn't like that so I just like the google calendar and then it also syncs with my email which is great and then I also have a google calendar yes it's color-coded and everything like I have workouts under one color I have events under one color I have appointments under one color I had work under one color I guess like now it will get changed (laughs) a little bit when I was in school I would have a color for every different course like marketing Mm -hmm. would be pink math would be green like that sort of thing and then I also have a physical planner because I am someone that likes the act of writing it out and I like to have it physically on the side not like on a tab or anything on my computer put a physical on the side. So I have the Mind Your Business Planner by Nitsan Raider. Been loving it so much. Really excited to get to use it more in my day-to-day life because I was keeping it at the office before. Um, So I love that planner. And I kind of just like take whatever like my daily tasks are that are like in my Google calendar, write them down so that they're fresh in my mind and they're on the paper and I can then forget about them a little bit. Um, And then I also like that it's kind of like a journaling aspect. I love when there's like a journaling aspect in the planner because then it kind of like hits two bullets, one stone or whatever, Um, which is nice. Like there's a mind dump. There's like a random thoughts thing. I also really like the passion planner. That was like the first planner that got me to consistently use a planner. I love that it has like a weekly view, a daily view by hours. It was really, really nice and it's super visual. I am a visual person, but honestly, using planners and color coding what events like go under what categories has really helped me because not only do I get reminders from my Google calendar, but I can also visually see what my day, my week, my month looks like. And I can see all the different colors because you learn them. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I have an appointment on these days this week just by glancing quickly at it. Or I have these events because I can see the color blue on my calendar on these dates. Or I have this like workout, I can see like, okay, all my workouts are like in the beginning part of my day. And like, they're going to happen at this time. And it just like, it really helps me break down my day and think of my future self and then be able to like execute it. Yeah. That is so helpful. Thank you so much for running through that. And 
I feel like I'm halfway there because I'm also Google Calendar girly. Like I love Google Calendar and I've mm -hmm. realized that I have to do it for like social plans too. Like if I tell a friend I'm going to meet them for yeah. dinner, like I have to <laughs> slot it in my Google Calendar. If not, and another friend texts me like want to get dinner and I did not put it in my calendar, I'm probably going to forget it. So, yep. mm -hmm. and then like double book myself. So yep. I have to get better with the color coding aspect of things so that I can actually have what you were just saying like looking at the calendar being like oh today I have a, a dinner with a friend today I have an appointment this is this like that's really helpful and then the physical mm -hmm. planner aspect is like I same to you have tried like a million different options and I do like writing things down right now I've been doing like sticky notes <laughs> oh I literally just did this yesterday because <laughs> I was like this might be a, a good thing to try but I think having an actual booklet planner is better so Maybe I'll try out the ones that you suggested and see how it goes. But that's so, so helpful. And I think for us who are very multidimensional, multifaceted, and who are doing a million things at once, that's so essential. So kind of going back to what we were talking about when it comes to like figuring out what's next and like making different choices that are like most aligned with like where you're currently at and at the same time navigating being newly self-employed before we hopped on we were talking about how a lot of the times people always talk about being self-employed after they've been doing it for like a year two years like after they've already built a business or something like that and you know in the podcast I have definitely brought on those types of people but mm -hmm. I haven't brought on someone who's like so newly fresh newly fresh <laughs> someone who's so <laughs> newly and freshly self-employed similar to me so I feel like we can get really vulnerable and kind of chat a little bit more about mm -hmm. the fears that come up when you make the jump and how kind of to work through them so I know for you it's like very fresh but <laughs> what's well, like one fear maybe that you think has come up and that has been a little bit challenging to kind of face I think fear of judgment is a big one because even though I have worked through people pleasing and navigating that whole mindset and thought process it definitely is something that comes up you know in our society like we want to like show off with our job and like our job title and our promotions and like what we're doing and when we go home for family dinners everyone's like what is so-and-so up to like what are you doing like how's your job blah 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 and a lot of the times at least like in like the community that I've grown up in the Jewish South African bubble here in Toronto um, everyone has these expectations that you are a lawyer or a doctor or I don't know like doing something like really prestigious and impressive and especially when it comes to entrepreneurship a lot of people don't take you seriously when you're just starting out or when it's in the early phases or until you give them a reason to be like wow she's killing it or he's killing it you know so there definitely is like this fear of judgment of what like my friends are going to think and what my parents friends are going to think and what my parents are going to think you know so yeah. you want to impress everyone and seem like you're doing super well like even caught myself like saying to my mom like if like any of your friends like ask like what's happening with work like just say like she's trying out working for herself or whatever like don't say like the reason as to why it happened um yeah. and like I shouldn't be saying that like it doesn't matter like it happens to everyone like um and like everyone has their own different paths but that fear of judgment is definitely one of the things that I'm noticing I'm gonna have to like work on 
for sure. independently and do shadow work and like work on in therapy. But so fear of judgment and then also fear of failure because no one likes to fail and no one likes that feeling or having to go through that. But honestly, even though like I'm saying fear of failure to me, failure is only if you give up and I know I'm not going to give up. And like, even if I do quote unquote, like fail, you only fail if you give up. If you continue to pick up the pieces and to learn from your mistakes and move forward, it's growth. It's not failure. Like you need to quote unquote fail in order to grow. Like you can't just like always like keep growing exponentially up. Like you have to have these plateaus and you have to have these like debits. It's kind of like the stock market. Like it has to go down in order to go up, you know? <laughs> so <stock> market. <laughs> finance girly. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, definitely like fear of judgment and fear of failure. And I think these are both two things that are like very, very common and are expected and would happen to anyone in any career path, whether they're even starting a new job or they're starting a new school program or anything like these are like common human things and if maybe anyone who's listening to this is like switching career paths whether it be working for a new company or starting a new master's program or undergrad program or switching schools or anything like just know like the feelings you are feeling are totally normal and okay and it's how you deal with them and move forward that matters yes wow thank you so much for sharing vulnerably like that I completely (laughs) relate to both points I think the fear of failure one is very real and every entrepreneur that I've talked to has mentioned failure and has mentioned how failure is a part of the process of growing as an entrepreneur and growing as a person because failure doesn't only happen in quote unquote career related things. It's also, it can happen in so many other areas of life Mm -hmm. if you label it as failure, if you label certain experiences as failures, quote unquote. But really what you said is so important because truly failing is dropping it right and just being like Mm -hmm. okay you know it didn't go as planned therefore this failed and it's done but if you look at the past and you look at what happened and you're able to put the ego aside a little as we were talking about before Mm -hmm. we hopped on to about like you know ego coming up in certain transitional moments and if you're able to put that aside and just be like okay what can I learn from this how can I be better from this experience how can I grow from it that's Mm -hmm. not actually failure it's actually just personal growth and then the other thing that you shared that I think is interesting too is the like fear of almost judgment from other people and you'll actually be surprised I've been worried about that too in in, I guess a subconscious way where when someone you meet in a random like situation they didn't know before asks oh what do you do for work and then you say oh I actually work for myself I'm a content creator I do xyz I always felt like people were just going to be like oh what or like like judgy Mm -hmm. but most people are actually like that's so cool like what is that like like people are actually really intrigued by it and excited by it and they think it's really interesting to to learn from and to understand better so Mm -hmm. I actually was able to face that fear just through the process of telling people with almost like mm-hmm. pride and like confidence, like, yeah, like I work for myself, you know, and it's a cool thing to be able to say in a way. But I think for me, the fear that came up more was fear of disappointing other people. So in a mm-hmm. sense of being like, oh, I didn't like live up to like 
what I've built so far. Like, oh, I went to XY college and like got this GPA and like was a straight A student when I was younger. And then like, oh, what if I fail in my entrepreneurial journey? And then I disappoint everyone who like has all these expectations on like Mm -hmm. what I can be or what I am becoming or whatever. So I feel like that's for me where a lot more of the fear came from or has been coming from along the journey yeah I feel like for me that kind of goes into like the fear of failure the fear of like judgment um because obviously like all those feelings like overlap and everything and like I have thought of that even like when I was working my nine to five I'm like wow like in high school I always like says like very involved in business courses and programs like from grade 10 and for those that don't know like I did business programs like at my high school like I did something called schism which is specialist high schools major and like I did a business major and then I went on to do a marketing undergrad and I majored in marketing management and I minored in retail management and I just like remember being in grade 11 and participating in programs like DECA um, which are like Mm -hmm. case study um, competitions and I just remember like wanting to work for like the big four like work, working for a company like Deloitte or P&G or like EY like any of like these big corporations because that's all I knew like the alumni at my schools they graduated from my program and they went to go work off at these big corporations and like wear a suit every day and like that's like kind of what I always envisioned for myself especially growing up with my parents who pretty much did the same thing and like worked their way up at a company. And so for me, like going and working for a small startup agency with like my bosses who are 26 and 28, like I've never had a boss older than 30. Like my first job, my boss was 24, which now that I think about being 23, (laughs) turning 24 next year, I'm like, that is wild. Like (laughs) someone my age was managing someone and had a company. Like that's pretty insane. Like I mean, he's doing really well right now and it feels really cool to have been a part of that process, but sometimes I like would worry like, oh, like I didn't live up to the expectations of like what I had for myself and like what I feel like other people expected of me because of like everything that I did in like high school and undergrad. So I definitely can relate on that. Yeah, definitely. Wow. It's very like a very mirrored experience because- same my dad um not my mom because my mom is an artist but my dad also same thing always worked in the corporate world and is very successful within that but I think when I was younger you know because my mom was a stay-at-home mom and an artist when it came to like quote-unquote career or being out in the work world I feel like my dad has always been my reference in a way within my family Mm -hmm. and so observing that reference that followed this more traditional path and then becoming a content creator and doing all these different things and going to work at a startup with 15 people and leaving a more like traditional corporate job to do that and then going freelance like it's all these different things where it's you're shaping your own path and you're doing Mm -hmm. something that is causing you a different kind of growth and a different kind of evolution and teaching Mm -hmm. you different things and it's also really cool. It's also really powerful. It just looks different. And so for our mind and like our beliefs and our subconscious, we have to kind of rewire it and remind ourselves that different doesn't mean bad, different doesn't mean not good enough, or different doesn't mean that it's not up to par with something else. Mm -hmm. That like Mm -hmm. our previous self looked at as like the goalpost in a way. 
Yeah, because I feel like our society is like so like they place so much emphasis on you go to high school, you graduate, you start undergrad, you complete that undergrad in four years, you go on to do a master's if you need to do a master's. If you're not doing a master's, you're going straight into work and you're working at this corporation and you're like starting with your internship and then you're becoming like a junior coordinator and then you're being promoted to a manager and then you're a partner or whatever. Like you, you're climbing this hierarchy and like if you don't do that, like you're an outcast or you're a failure or you're not like you're not following along the path to success that you're supposed to be doing and Mm -hmm. even though entrepreneurship and self-employment and all these things are becoming a lot more common I still think there is a stigma around it that it's weird or that you're failing before you've actually like made it like unless you like prove yourself in some sort of extreme way like having a multi-million dollar company or being worth x amount like there's still like this stigma even though like everyone kind of aspires and like wants that in a way and thinks it's impressive there's still like this stigma that exists around like working for yourself and like taking a different path and being different like even my education like I went to one university for two years and then I transferred to another and that to me was like a huge like mental obstacle that I had to overcome because I was told for so long that if you transfer universities it means you failed out of that first one and if you transfer to the university that I was transferring to that was like the backup school that was like the school that wasn't as prestigious like it was seen as like lesser than the other schools and so like even in that experience in its own that was like an own like facing like those stigmas and like those expectations and those judgments for sure For sure. And I think what you were saying too about entrepreneurship, kind of, you know, the way it's perceived is very real. I think especially in the sense of once you've reached a certain level in your entrepreneurial journey, then everyone's like glamorizing it, like, oh my God. But then Mm -hmm. the actual process, the actual journey sometimes is overlooked. And like the moments in the journey where you're not at the six figure, seven figure mark, you're not, Mm -hmm. you know, at that level yet. And then I think a lot of the times we internalize those judgments and we give them to ourselves and we don't feel like we're doing good enough Mm -hmm. and we put all these pressures on ourselves. And I think, you know, you've mentioned this on your podcast and your platforms as well, that you struggled with perfectionism, right? Mm -hmm. And like, so have I, like I've been a perfectionist for all of my life and only recently in like the last couple of years, I've actually started to work through what that looks like, how to improve upon Mm -hmm. it, et cetera. But that can cause a lot of this like, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I didn't, if I didn't reach that yet, I'm not perfect. And therefore I'm not good enough or I'm not loved or I'm not liked and all these Mm -hmm. internalized judgments. So it kind of goes both ways, right? Where the things we observe on the external, like from people talking or comments we hear, et cetera, then we internalize them as our own beliefs. And the truth though, is that the journey is like, it's everything like, Mm -hmm. it's not like we reach that milestone and then it's like yes like everything is perfect now because probably when you reach that one milestone you're going to want to reach the next milestone so Mm -hmm. the process is actually what's supposed to be fun and what you're supposed to kind of reframe in your own mind and that's something I've been working on a lot yeah well even if you think of like a traditional job like you have to start somewhere like you have to start doing the dirty work like you start as an intern like you may start as just like running coffees organizing files like 
you have to start somewhere the same way you start at the bottom with entrepreneurship. You got to work yourself up. You have to go through these different stages and these different learning processes to get to quote unquote the top, except the thing with entrepreneurship is there's no ceiling. Mm -hmm, There's no ceiling to your earning potential or to what your job title could be. There's no like end to it. There's no like hitting a wall. Like, I don't know, in my job, I hit the ceiling. Like I couldn't grow anymore. If I wanted to grow, I had to go somewhere else. But with entrepreneurship, you constantly have this like open, it's like the sunroof is open. There's no top to it. You can stick your head out. You can jump, whatever. Like it's endless. So just like embody the experience and kind of know that like anyone who's working a nine to five still has to go through the dirty work as much as you do as an entrepreneur. And if anyone ever says, oh, well, like I've already accomplished X, Y, Z, like in my nine to five, well, you've accomplished X, Y, Z in your entrepreneurship journey and like working for yourself. And it may not be apples to apples, maybe apples to pears, but you're still growing mm-hmm. and experiencing and doing the dirty work and leveling up in your career. Just, it looks different. It looks different, but it's exactly like it's similar in many ways. Even in entrepreneurship, for example, I can see that being like, oh, as you scale, you hire different people. Let's say you start out a podcast. Maybe you're doing all the editing. Then eventually you find an editor and then you find someone to run your podcast Instagram and then you hire another person to help you run events and then you hire another person to help you build a website and then you build your team and you outsource and you grow in that way and then you maximize how much you're making. But I think the glass ceiling aspect of it is very real too because while in a corporate job or a more stable quote unquote job, you will have estimated salary increases. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. I know that let's say just throwing random numbers. Let's say this year you're making $70,000. Next year you might be making 90. The next one you maybe do 110. Then the next one, like you know eventually if you continue in that one company or if you continue within that quote unquote path, you'll know that there will be those increases most likely. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to entrepreneurship, it's like on you to figure that out. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. on you to, to grow and to do different things. And I also think, another reality is that when you're a content creator and that's like your job and it's something I have not talked about on the podcast I think but when that is your job and not just like an outlet or you know a source of creativity and that's what it is and like you do have the benefit of like oh yeah it's like my outlet and I can make money from it if I want but when it's like your actual job and it's like your full-time job and you put pressure Mm -hmm. on it when it comes to like the money or the brand deals or whatever then everything becomes personal almost or everything feels more personal whether it's Mm -hmm. how quickly your account is growing how high your engagement is how many people are liking your posts whatever and that can be very mentally challenging also Mm -hmm. so I wanted to ask you if that's even though it's not been your full-time job until today uh, I know it's been a big part of your career so and you've been doing it for many years so I wanted to ask you if that's something you faced um, and if it's cause some types of growth for you along the way too yeah for sure like having those fears have come across my mind like I've heard of people getting burnt out or like being in a rut and I know I'm someone who's very analytical and I love looking at these numbers and even when it was just a side hustle like if my account wasn't growing I'd get a little pissed off or I'd be like mad at myself or like put myself down for it when literally it's something that I don't really have complete control over it at the end of the day social media is a lottery game. You don't know what you're going to get. And I feel like I've learned that through managing so many different social media accounts. I could post the same reel on my account and on one of my clients' accounts. 
and it could perform completely different. It could go viral online and it could get like a hundred views on theirs or vice versa. Like you never really know. Um, but I think mm. that's like where you go about like finding like stability and within that chaos and then also bringing your mind back to the present. I don't know. My mom keeps forcing me to be like, just be present in the now, like just focus on what's right in front of you. You can't control what happened in the past. You can't have these should of thoughts and you can't control what's going to happen in the future entirely. All you know is right now. So let go of those should have thoughts. Let go of those what if thoughts. Those are anxious thoughts. Those are intrusive thoughts. Let them go. It's totally normal to have them, but let them go and like really ground yourself in the moment. Practice gratitude, practice abundance. I find practicing the thought process of like having an abundance mindset has done everything for me in terms of my relationship with food, my relationship with shopping, my relationship with money, like knowing that I can have obviously like still think logically, but I can have as much as I want whenever I want it and it will come back. There's no scarcity mindset. It's not, oh, I only have three apples left or I only have $3 left or like I only have X amount coming in. It's like, oh, I have X amount coming in and I could have so much more coming in, you know, like I always like to think that like whatever I'm spending comes back three times as much. And yeah. I feel like it's been pretty successful so, so far. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not out here spending like money is not an object. But, you know, like switching to that abundance mindset, being grateful and present and grounding yourself and just know that like everything will work out as it should when it should. And if some days my account isn't performing as well, or it's not growing as fast. Just know it comes in waves. You have to go down to go up. And that's life. Exactly. That's such a beautiful way to put it. And I think that the abundance mindset translates into every area of life. And even within social media, that's something I've started to embrace even more, especially when it comes to other content creators and us all being on similar paths, but also unique journeys. And kind of celebrating everyone else's wins and knowing that social media the social media world is abundant and there is opportunity for everyone there's space for everyone and Mm -hmm. the more people succeeding the better like the more the industry is growing the more the creator economy is growing and the more exciting it is like the more opportunities there are and so bringing that abundance mindset into that but then as you said into everything into your relationship with money into your relationship with food into your relationship with sleep I don't know anything really anything. right friends so I think that's such a good note to kind of end on and then I want to do a rapid fire round of questions that I've been okay. doing with my guests for a while so let's get into it the first question is do you have a quote or a mantra that you live by or that you love those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind I think it's um I don't remember who it's by but is it Dr. I think, I think it might be Dr. Seuss. I was going to say that, but I wasn't sure. I think it is Dr. Seuss. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, love those that. who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. I love that. And then the next question is what makes you feel like your higher self? Leading into my self-care practices and practicing positive affirmations. Do you do your positive affirmations written out or do you speak them out or do you listen? I either, I either think of them mentally, like if I have a negative thought come in, I 
instantly have like trained myself to think a positive one. If I'm journaling, I always write out affirmations. Um, I've never like said them like out loud, but yeah. I'm interested to see what that would be like. Like if I like looked in the mirror and said it. You try I've doing also them done, like, like after you showered and you're naked. Like I used to do that at one <laughs> point in my journey and it's it's actually pretty <laughs> powerful. I haven't been doing it recently, but like in quarantine, I remember okay. I was doing that. <laughs> okay. I will try it out. <laughs> All right, next one is, do you have any books that you love or that you would like to recommend to anyone listening? Okay, so I haven't been reading, but I do really want to pick up these two books. So I'm going to encourage you guys to also pick them up because I've heard amazing things, but The Daily Stoic and Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits is really good. That was the first book that I read way back when I started my TikTok journey and I was doing the 75 Hard Challenge. That was the book that I read Mm -hmm. first. And super helpful when it comes to like creating systems and creating structure and a lot of different things that we talked about earlier in the beginning of this episode. So I think you'll like that a lot. uh, Yeah, it's like, I think it's the perfect time to get that book. Like I feel called to read it. (laughs) Yes, love that. And then the last question is, if someone didn't hear anything from this episode and they just heard this part, what would you want to leave them with? Everything will work out as it should, when it should. Stop caring so much about what other people think and do what fills up your cup, what energizes you and what your heart is really desiring. Like your gut always knows. Trust your gut. I promise you it's always right. (laughs) Even when you don't want it to be. Yeah, it's always right. It's always right. Amazing. Thank you so much. Can you tell everyone where they can find you, follow you and interact with you? So my podcast is Morning Ray. Ray is spelled R-A-E because that's my name. And then you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under at Alana Bloomberg, A-L-L-A-N-A-B-L-U-M-B-E-R-G. And if you go to one of them, you'll be able to get to the other one. So (laughs) yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys loved this episode and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.